Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. And this is Injured Reserve with your host, Mitchell Anderson. So, you know, I was reading an article and growing up around, I don't know, six, seven, late 90s, think of that. Um, baseball, when it was at this highest, highest ratings, it's still doing solid now today. But when you think of late 90s baseball, right, who do you think of? I think of Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Jose Casenko, you know, pos- you know, possible future Hall of Famers for, you know, for particular reasons, right? Uh, the whole steroid scandal, them having to go test at Congress a couple years later after that once they're done with baseball. But... You know, you remember that one season when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa just going back-to-back with Jacks, right? 60, 50, 70 home runs in the season, right? It was nuts. It was entertaining, right? Then the whole epidemic of PEDs, and there was a list of people who used them, and the notorious Placido, or uh, Rafael Palmero. I did not take steroids, period. And I come to find out, he did take steroids. And it's just like, man. I, a lot of, there's a lot of skepticism on how a lot of people feel about it. Because obviously, when you take steroids, a lot of pe- people take them for a number of reasons. Stay healthy. Stay consistent. Try to remain with the team. 162 games. That's a grueling season. That's a hell of a grind for a player. Physically and mentally. And then you got the playoffs. So, when you think about it, you got to give them credit. But how much credit exactly? So, when I think about it, it's like, growing up, Mark McGuire was like my favorite player. Watch him, right? And I come to find out, you know, once he did what he did... It was just like, ugh. does it take anything away? Does it? Does it make you look different at another player? Because t- taking steroids, like when he was in Oakland, and then when he came to St. Louis, like he was a lot bigger, you know. So the thing is, is that when you take a substance like that to enhance your performance, it's like, um. I don't know. It's just, is it really cheating? Like he's getting bigger, jack up home runs, and to stay healthy. But I don't know. It personally for me, I do look at him differently. I mean, I do feel like there's an asterisk there. <sighs> Put it this way: there's a reason why guys like him and Sosa and Barry Bonds who is the old-time home run leader now with like 750 or whatever it may be when he broke Hank Aaron. Um, There's a reason why they're not in the Hall of Fame now. And they've been retired since like what? Early 2000, 2001. Bonds was like 04, I think, 03. So, man, I, I don't know. It's all... 
This is why I'm not, you know, to one to be able, when it comes to the Hall of Fame ballot. I'm not the one to judge. I'm not the jury or the executioner. But for me personally, as a fan, I do look at them differently. I can't help it. Once I find out you took this supposed substance, I look at you different. Now, the other day, Mark McGuire said that regardless of PEDs or not, he still would have been able to hit 70 home runs. I disregard that, to be honest. He could say this and that all he wants, but you can't tell me like that didn't help a little bit. Yes, I understand like you have to hit the ball and technically speaking, you know, taking PEDs does it improve your hand-eye coordination when it comes to hitting the baseball. But you got to think, I mean, dudes that are doing this, I mean, you got to think they're taking it for one particular reason. That's to improve their playing skills, right? Plain and simple. It's not, you know, it's not just MLB players. It's NFL, it's MMA, you name it. I mean, boxing, it is what it is. Frowned upon? Absolutely. Because we all like to believe that, you know, some of our particular favorite athletes believe that they did, did do it naturally. That's why I think, to me, personally, when it comes to the Barry Bonds being the all-time home run leader, it's just not in my book. Hank Aaron never failed anything, never had to test, testify for anything. His name never came up in anyone's pharmace- pharmaceutical list or whatever. It was all on him. And you could tell Hank Aaron wasn't huge. Not like I'm saying, I'm not, a lot of people that take steroids, you know, are doing it to get bigger, but to stay healthy. But I just, you know, I just don't like it because it's okay when your body starts to break down as, as an athlete. It happens. It naturally just happens. You know what I mean? Unless you have a great, you know, doctor or trainer or whatever to do get you a, a meal and a game plan of how to recover and go about your day in which you know you guys got like LeBron James or James Harrison freak of athletes who are 33 and 39 that are spending about half a mil a year on their body alone 500 grand or more same thing with Kobe Bryant. Reason why he's able to, he played 20 years in the league with the Lakers. Or same thing with Dirk Nowitzki. 21 seasons now. He just announced a couple days ago he's coming back for his 21st season in the NBA with the Dallas Mavericks. He's got a great group of people within the circle. But to me, I, I feel like we're looking at the wrong people when it come, comes to this. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. So what? He gambled. He didn't cheat, though. He gambled. It's okay to gamble. People gamble. He made a mistake. He admitted it. The man hit over 3,000 hits. Let it go. Let him in. He's a Hall of Famer. Let the grudge go. But who knows? If anyone's got anything to say, please feel free to voice your opinion. I would love for any call-ins. But... I'm going to take a quick break, 
and we'll be right back to discuss possible Eastern Conference breakdown in the NBA playoffs. And we're back to injured reserve. So, of course, the question is, a lot of people have been pretty skeptical for the upcoming playoffs here within the next week. And honestly, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I won't be surprised if if it, the Eastern Conference is going to go through LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. If it happens to be Philly, I do believe Philly can win in seven. Couple reasons. LeBron James, people that have the same notion of Russell Westbrook, it's been stat padding, quote unquote. Um, folks, he's at 33 years of age. He's the oldest ever to do it to lead in minutes, over 3,000 minutes in the NBA league. Think about that. 3,000 minutes at the age of 33 in his 15th season, right? Don't get me wrong. His performance, obviously, I mean, he's a freak of nature and it shows. But playoff time now, he's going to start running off of steam. He's running on fumes. He's, he's going to have low on the gas tank. The same thing that happened to Russell Westbrook last year when he didn't have Melo and he didn't have Paul George. He got tired in the first round. It's gonna same thing is gonna happen to LeBron James. You could say that oh he's third he's he's never gotten tired. He's gotten tired. Miami Heat's final year against San Antonio. They were tired. He was done. He was over it. San Antonio beat him 4-1 in the series. Last year, NBA Finals. Come the fourth quarter, he was already tired. Whether he knew it or not. Cleveland was up four. Game three in Cleveland. They were down 2-0. All they had to do was hold on for about three more minutes. LeBron got tired. So, Philly and Cleveland, Eastern Conference Finals. Cleveland, phenomenal when it comes to offense. But when you talk about defense, Philly, 102. You take a look at Cleveland, they're second to last. Second to last, most points allowed to score. Guess who's last? The 21 and 61 Phoenix Suns. Like I said, scoring, field goal percentage from the three, Cleveland's in top 10, Philly's top 10. But defense, no go. Not gonna happen. Season series was split 2-2. 
First game, Cleveland blew them out by about 22. Then they won by seven. Then Philly, 11, and then two. The series Eastern Conference Finals is going seven games Philly's way, whether people like it or not. LeBron's going to get tired. And his supporting cast is going to dwindle. He's going to wish Kyrie would have stayed. The heart and soul of that team was Kyrie Irving. Period. It's like, oh, you know, they're, they're 49 and 30, whatever. It shows. If Cleveland was in the Western Conference Finals, they wouldn't make it past the second round. Guaranteed. It's LeBron James gets tired. His greatness is going to start dying down soon. Next year, he'll have one last good run, but it won't be the finals, though. And then if he makes 17-18 season, he won't be the same man we know known him to be. And that's okay. It happens. It happens to every great player. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It happens. Father time is undefeated. It, you know, that's just reality. So Philly takes it in seven against Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals. And who will face in the NBA Finals? Honestly... I want to say Houston, but that's just with my heart. It's going to be Golden State. Mark D'Antoni, the Houston Rockets, James Harden, Chris Paul, they're going to fall short. James Harden choked last year in the playoffs. He didn't show up. He didn't care. Once they got eliminated by, I can't uh, believe, San Antonio, guess what happened after they got eliminated? James Harden didn't care for that game. He choked. He was out having the time of his life after. Went out to the club, act like that. It was just a regular day. It's going to be Golden State with or without Curry. Eventually they'll get Curry back, but they're fine right now. They'll survive the first round. And the second round might be quite of a push for them, but they'll be all right. It'll go seven games between them and Houston. It's going to be Golden State and Philly. Everyone's going to be rooting for Philly. Likewise, unless unless you're in the Bay Area. Philly will fall short. Six games. Golden State, another title. It's, I hate to admit it, but it's true. Philly does have a bright future, though. Any Philly fans that were, you know, dedicated during the dark days or during the prime days of the Iverson era and then after he left and then you guys struggled for years, don't worry. Philly's time has come when it comes to NBA basketball. Philly sports is making a comeback. It showed with Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. That was a prime example. Well... With that out of the way, um, again, what's up with this whole notion of stat padding for Russell Westbrook? Again, now I brought it up yesterday, but I just don't get it. I, 
LeBron James played 40 minutes at the age of 33 in the final game of the season. And he puts up, you know, just insane amount of numbers. He's no criticism. Russell Westbrook grabs 20 boards, career high in a game. He averaged a triple-double at the end of the season in a stat paddock. Oh, he boxed out his own teammate, Carmelo. He wasn't even looking. He was looking for the. He was looking to get the defense rebound. He was boxing out the man that was next to him. That was it. It happens all the time. It's not, not just Russell Westbrook. Sometimes teammates, you know, get down low under the board, trying to get the ball. They didn't. They didn't know their own teammates right behind them. Their teammates should be behind them. It happens. Get over it. I just. I don't know. I didn't know, for some reason, when it comes to putting up successful numbers, that's become like a, a frowned upon thing nowadays. Unless you're LeBron James for some reason, but I don't know. I don't get it, but that's just me. It's like, oh, they barely made the playoffs. It's the Western Conference. Have you not seen how stacked the Western Conference is in the NBA? Like... Does anyone know, like, a team last night, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the first time they clinched the playoffs since, like, 2004 in the Kevin Garnett era, they finished the season 47-35. They had to win last night to clinch a playoff spot at an 8 seed at 47-35. and 35. Guess who fell short? The Denver Nuggets at 46-36. and 36. Right behind them at a 10 seed. The LA Clippers, 42 and 40. Like, I you take those teams and put them in the Eastern Conference. And they're a six or they're a six or a seven seed. The Pacers, the Heat, the Bucks. The Pacers get in, the Heat, Milwaukee Bucks don't. Not even close. You take the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? You put them in the West. 15-32. 15 and 32 team. They're a third seed, right? Just same as the Eastern Conference, but the Western Conference, they'll lose in the first round. They'll go on as a three seed in the Western Conference. They'll face New Orleans Pelicans. They could possibly lose in the first round, to be honest. Because if they're a 50 and 32 team, that means they have to go out to the Jazz or the Thunder. Thunder are a four seed, 48 and 34. Jazz, 48 and 34. <laughs> New Orleans, 48 and 34. The Spurs, 47 and 35. They haven't missed the playoffs in 21 years. Seven seed at 47 and 35. This is how tight the Western Conference is. If you don't have 50 wins or better, you're in trouble of making the playoffs at 48 wins in the Western Conference. But if you're in the Eastern Conference, if you just get 42 wins, you have a chance. But... 
some reason, we like to ignore the type of talent for teams, for particular players that they have to play against. For some reason, we like to diminish players' accomplishments and just not look at what they had to go against. Russell Westbrook, Western Conference. Donovan Mitchell, Rookie of the Year. Should be Rookie of the Year. Western Conference, Phoenix Suns, 21-61 and 61 team. And he led the team in scoring this year as a rookie in the Western Conference. That's one of the reasons why he should be Rookie of the Year. But with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back with y'all very shortly. All right, this will be the last uh, segment of the day. Um, just curious, just this is more of a nerd discussion for anyone that has an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4. Uh, how's Fortnite? I constantly see all my friends playing Fortnite, and I've always been seeing the clips and the hype and the talk, and it just, it, it does look fun. I've seen the gameplay from a couple of my buddies. It does look fun. Uh, it doesn't look like, you're, like you know, you're staring stereotypical shoot 'em up game like Call of Duty, Battlefield, Star Wars, you know, Medal of Honor, you, 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 get, you get the notion, but, I don't know, it just looks fun, because, you know, it's kind of cartoonish, it looks creative, it doesn't look all serious, it just, want, it just, I like, I just like the premise of it, just one, all, like, Battle Royale, 100 people, you and your friends, and that's it, you know, so, I don't know, I just, I, I like the creation of it, it that looks fun. Um, I don't know, it just, I got a PlayStation 4, so I'm downloading it right now as we speak. I mean, it, I'm not going to complain about it because it's free, so I can't really complain about something getting for free, right? Can't really knock it until you try it. So, yeah, I'm just downloading that right now. Um, online gaming has been, you know, pretty much like the all-time thing now for us gamers. I got a PlayStation 4. And either people are playing Grand Theft Auto online or um, uh, NBA 2K online on my court, whatever. Um, but yeah, it seems like, I don't know, it's rare to find games with a good storyline for me nowadays, I feel like, because that, that's just a rare thing to find. The last great storyline video game I played was, to be honest, The Last of Us. Uh, my opinion, the greatest game I've ever played. I uh, cannot wait for number two. Uh, Naughty Dog Productions never disappoints. And I uh, can't wait for Red Dead Redemption 2. First one was phenomenal. Rockstar never d- disappoints as well. Um, Days Gone looks fun. Uh, so yeah, uh, Death Stranding. Anything with the name of Hideo Kojima. Whenever he's making something, I don't care what it is. I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, whenever he's directing a game, he's like the Christopher Nolan of video games, or the Martin Scorsese, or however you want to put it. He never disappoints in his games. And people can say this and that. His Metal Gears. Uh, I know he. Uh, there was he never really wanted to go that far when it came to the Metal Gear Solid storyline. Uh, supposedly he wanted to stop at two. But then they made three, four, and then five, and then he, you know, then he left uh, uh, Konami Productions and went off and do his own thing. And God bless him, because I, I, he's a great dude. He's a legend in the gaming industry. Um, 
Metal Gear Solid 5. I loved it. Some people have mixed reviews on it because of the ending. I loved it because that's just that's just how Kojima is. I loved it because it just kind of it's one of those things where it's like you get the ending of a game and how do you feel about it? Like, do you like how it ended? Do you not? There's just mixed emotions, and that's how I loved about you know the the first Last of Us. You know, I'm not gonna do any spoilers, get into detail about it, but the ending, it's like, was that the right thing to do? Was it a good thing? Is it a good ending? You know what I mean? So that that's how you know Hideo Kojima and the guys from The Last of Us work. Games like that, I enjoy. So, but yeah, um, any of y'all that are listening in, I really appreciate your input and just, you know, uh, like I said, I'm downloading Fortnite right now as we speak. Uh, I heard a lot of friends play that PUBG game too, I guess, or players unknown battle. That game looks fun. I don't know if that costs money or not. I don't know if it's free. That game looks fun though. I heard a lot of good things about that too. It looks like the same premise as Fortnite, I guess, but just not as cartoonish, a little bit more realistic, I guess, but, uh, yeah, I just hope y'all, um, just, if you can, just give me a shout out, and just give me your opinion, what you think, and it's not just Fortnite, give me your opinion on the, my whole, every episode, I like to hear other people's agendas, on how you feel, feel on, like, the NBA, or the MLB, or the NFL, or anything that you might give me ideas, I really appreciate y'all's input, and I appreciate you guys listening in today. And uh, yeah, uh, this is Mitchell Anderson. This is Injured Reserve. And thank you all for listening in.